here on next Sunday. We're going to have our church, and then we'll have lunch, and then we'll have church again. And so you're invited to come. And on the back table is a list of things that you might be able to bring if you want to come, if you want to bring anything. If you don't, come anyway. And uh, we'll just enjoy it as well. It's going to be Christmas Day, uh, but we don't take off on Christmas Day serving the Lord. And so we don't cut out services. We don't do any of that kind of things. We, we still have two services, and we still meet with the Lord. I mean, no better day to meet than on the day Jesus was born. The, the world would, would uh, celebrate it. And so uh, we, we got to do as we say that we are. Amen? It's one thing to say we love Jesus and then not go to church on, his, on Christmas. It don't make no sense to me, but uh, that's not where we are. We're going to be here, and I pray you'll be here with us, okay? And so uh, if you have your Bibles, turn back to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, and let's read that one verse again, verse 27, as we did this morning, and we'll finish out the message that we began this morning as we stand to our feet in honor of God's word. We'll begin reading in verse 27. The Bible says, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Father, we come to you in the most precious name, the name above every name, the name even the devils have to obey. All that power that's in that name here tonight, Lord, we come to you in Jesus' name. God, we're asking, God, that you'd fill us with your spirit, that you'd anoint us, dear God, from above. God, you'd give us ears to hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches, and may you move within our hearts and our lives. God, change us tonight for the glory of God. Help us to see, dear God, what it really means to be a Christian. Help us to see tonight, God, what it really means to be born again. And God, how that changes our lives and how we think and what we do and how, what we say. Blessed be your name tonight. Honor your word. God, help me tonight. I need your help in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. And so the idea that Jesus is speaking of here is, etern- is everlasting life. We see that in verse 27. So the whole, the whole context of the scripture tonight in John chapter 6 and what we'll be preaching on is about everlasting life. Now, we read this morning that one verse, and so the question was asked, if it's about everlasting life, Jesus gives us the answer about that and what it is, and it's the meat. And so we talked about the meat. Matter of fact, we called the, the title of the message, A Meat Lover. And so uh, we found that that's the truth, if you love Jesus tonight. We also know in chapter 6 and verse 40, it says, And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him have everlasting life. And so we see that word everlasting life. We see the word belief there. In verse 47, Verily, verily, I say unto, unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. And so we find tonight that that word believe means to trust. Jesus is saying, trust in me. Trust on me. And if you do that, you'll have everlasting life. Now, what is everlasting life? Everlasting life is a life that will begin and have no ending. The beginning at your salvation and no ending for all eternity. We find that if you would not only trust in him, that word believe means trust. It means rely. 
If you rely upon Jesus, if you put reliance in him tonight, uh, you have everlasting life. The word also means commit. If you commit to Jesus and believe upon him, believing upon him is committing to him, then you'll have everlasting life. We also find uh, that in doing that tonight, uh, that you will be in an everlasting answer that Jesus gives to us tonight concerning that. Now, number one, we spoke of that the note, the notice, the substance of everlasting life. What is it tonight? That's about everlasting life. That's the substance. And that substance is in verse 27. He said this, but for that meat, that meat. So there's two different meats in this verse. The first part, the first meat is the meat. That the meat tonight will perish. That meat, if you eat that, you'll die and uh, you'll be destroyed and ruined. But if you eat that meat, then you'll find that you'll be endureth, right? You'll endure. Uh, eternal life. You endure. Uh, that word endureth means abide or continue or dwell tonight. And what Jesus is saying is that everlasting life is in that meat. And it's the meat that endures. Not you, but the meat that endures. And so we got to get the meat tonight in order to have everlasting life because it's the meat that endureth. But then this meat must be received. Verse 27, he says, uh, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. And so the meat that is the everlasting life is going to be given to you. And while you're giving it to you, you receive the meat. And when you receive the meat, you'll receive everlasting life. We found that to be true. So this meat perisheth, endureth, receiveth. We find that this meat preserveth. Verse 27, it says, for him hath God the Father sealed. He who is him, him that tonight is Christ has sealed. Who is him? It's us who have the meat. Those that have received the meat, those who have believed upon Jesus Christ, that you'll find that there's a preserving in that. Salvation tonight means preserving. And so we see that God has put his hand, a seal of authority upon that. He has confirmed it, authenticated it. It's done. It's over. It's through. You are sealed until the day of redemption. Amen. And so we found the, not only the, that meat, but we also talked about the true meat. And the true meat tonight, we found in verse 33, that the true meat is the bread of God from heaven. We also found that it's the Son of God from heaven. We also understand it is the life of God in verse 35 from heaven. And so looking at that, we find that that life of God, or the, the Bible says in that verse 35, I am the bread of life. What does the bread of life bring? It brings a spiritual fullness. You'll never hunger. It brings a spiritual satisfaction. You'll never thirst. It brings a, it brings a spiritual assurance tonight. You'll not die. You shall not die. Look, verse 49. The Bible says, Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. And so there is a, there is a security, there is an assurance tonight in the substance of everlasting life. We talked about, secondly, the source of everlasting life. We talked about that in verse 53. The Bible says, And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. 
the source of this is the blood and the flesh. The blood and the body of Christ is the source of everlasting life. He just said right there, if you don't drink that and you don't eat that, then you have no life in you. That word life means everlasting life. And so we see it very clear tonight. Uh, we, we talked about that life, and we talked about it that, number one, you've got to come to the meat of God. It says that in verse 35. Uh, it says, Jesus said unto him, I am the bread of life, he that cometh to me. And so you, the bread, the, the meat tonight, the bread of life, the bread of God uh, tonight isn't just going to be sh uh, showing up somewhere. It's going to be through the preaching of God's word, and you've got to come to it. The meat's not going to jump in your mouth. The meat's not going to jump on your plate. Uh, the meat isn't going to come to you and slap you in the face and say, eat me. That's not how the meat works tonight. You're going to have to come to the meat. And number two, you're going to have to consume the meat. You're going to have to eat it tonight. You're going to have to put it within your mouth. You're going to have to swallow. Amen. Swallow it. You're going to have to come to a place where you ingest the meat. Now, who's the meat? The meat is the flesh and the body, which is who? Jesus tonight. So it's just not thinking of Jesus. It's just not knowing Jesus. It's just not uh, having Jesus as a friend tonight. It's just not having Jesus as an acquaintance or having him as someone as a neighbor tonight, but having Jesus in you. Amen? That's what it means tonight to be saved is Jesus in you. And it's something you have to swallow, something you have to ingest tonight. It's his blood and his body. Now, we talked about those two things this, this morning, and, and we're not going to go more into that. We talked about the body of Christ in which you must eat, and then it's the blood of Christ in which you must drink. Amen? We talked about that this morning. Here, thirdly, tonight is where we're going to start the message of uh, tonight is this, is the slipping of the everlasting life. The slipping of the everlasting life. Not only the source tonight, not only the substance, but the slipping. We see that right here in verses 59 through 66. Let's read them. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many therefore of his disciples when they had heard this said, This is a hard saying, who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured as it, at, at it, and he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What, and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore I said unto you that no man can come unto me, except it were given unto him by my Father. From that time, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. What happened? I mean, this morning we heard that about the meat and about the, about the, the, the body and about the blood and how we need to, to take and consume it and drink it and, and make it part of our lives, make it part of our bodies and put it into our minds and into our soul. And boy, you're thinking, amen, glory to God. That's what we got to do tonight. But friend, there was a slipping away of this everlasting life with these disciples. These people here heard all that we heard. These people here were right before Jesus. Matter of fact, this everlasting life was right before their eyes. Jesus is telling them, I am the everlasting life. 
And you have to take me, and you have to believe in me, and you have to put your faith in me. You have to rely upon me. You're going to have to commit to me. Uh, you're going to have to trust in me. And that's what it means tonight to drink and to, and to eat his body and drink his blood. That's what it means tonight is you're going to have to swallow him, take him fully and completely without any questions and say, God, I make you my Savior. I make you my Lord. I receive you as him. And tonight, that's what would take. And they said, hmm, man, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. And so right before their eyes, they had this meat. They had this everlasting life. And they let it slip away. This morning, there were probably some that were here that had the meat right before them. And all they had to do was take it, swallow it, and drink it. And have Christ Jesus within their hearts and souls who would control their bodies and minds. And they could go into eternal life, have everlasting life with Christ. And they walked out of here just letting it slip by. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Jesus said, unless my Father calls you, you can't come unto me. Unless my Father draws you, you can't come unto me. And friend, when others are under the convicting power of the Holy Ghost of God and the preaching of the Word is sent forth and it's drawing men unto Himself tonight and they let it go and they don't receive Christ as Savior, they don't repent of their sin, they let the Holy Ghost not to tell them no and reject them and refuse them, you'll find that they let the, Holy, let the, the Spirit of God move in their lives and they say, I don't want that. And then this everlasting life just slips away. It may not come back unless the Father draws them. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I draw all men into myself. Unless Jesus is lifted up, nobody gets saved. As we find that this group, right before Jesus, they just let the everlasting life slip away. They had it within their reach. Here was this meat right before them. And they could have taken it. They could have received it. They could have said, meet, I want you. Meet, I receive you. Meet, I believe you. Meet, I want to take you as my Lord and my Savior. And they let it slip away. We find, not only before their eyes and at their reach, but we find tonight it was next to their ears. Can you imagine Jesus himself saying what we're reading this morning? Almost 2,000 years ago, and now we're reading the account. We're reading what Jesus said. But they were right there where Jesus was. They heard the voice of Jesus, the tone of Jesus. They saw Jesus. They could touch Jesus. They could hug Jesus. They could kiss Jesus. They could do as not you and I can do tonight. But right there in their eyes, their arms, their ears was the meat of everlasting life. And the Bible says they let it slip away. The slipping of the everlasting life. Let's, let's find out why did that happen. Well, number one, the problem was, was their understanding. We see in verses 59 through 61 tonight, it was they didn't understand tonight who the, who the meat was. They didn't understand that. The Bible says, these things said he unto the synagogue as he taught in the Capernaum. Many, therefore, of disciples that heard it this, he said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? And when Jesus knew in himself, the disciples murmured, murmured as it was. He said unto them, doth this offend you? Uh, they, the problem was they didn't understand that Jesus was the meat. And they let it slip away. 
There's a lot of people tonight who don't understand. And the everlasting life slips away from them. you got to understand. That's why I have a real problem with people tonight who think somebody can just get saved within nine seconds. It takes a woman to have a baby in nine months. You've got to understand. There's some things tonight that, that you have to understand. You just, can't, you just cannot know that there's a hell and there's a heaven and you want to go to heaven and you don't want to go to hell. And somebody says, well, just believe Jesus. What does that mean? What does belief mean tonight? There has to be some understanding that you just don't intellectually believe in Jesus. You just don't mentally believe in Jesus. You just don't historically believe in Jesus. And you don't theologically believe in Jesus. You spiritually believe in Jesus. And so there's an understanding, and they didn't understand it. They said, this is a hard saying. You know, I, it's, we just don't understand. And the, the Bible says they let everlasting life just slip away. Number two, not that they understand, but we noticed tonight the problem was of unbelief. Verse 62, what and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before. He says, what if I just ascended from heaven right now? Would you believe that? Yeah. I'm telling you I'm the meat. And I'm telling you you have to eat and drink. I'm telling you you have to believe on me. I'm telling you you got to come to me. And you, if you come to me, you'll never thirst and you'll never hunger. You have to believe in me. And Jesus said, what if I just resurrected here? What if I just ascended up? Would you believe that? I'm, I'm right before your eyes. It's not like I'm telling you a story that it's about to happen or it might happen or it could have happened or, you know, that I'm just telling you something tonight that you kind of have your own opinion on it, but I'm telling you the truth. So we find the problem was unbelief. And there in that verse 63, he says, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. See, they just didn't believe what Jesus was saying. They didn't believe it. Jesus said, man, what I'm telling you tonight is life. The words that, I, that you're hearing with your ears, they're, they're the Spirit, and the Spirit quickeneth. It is the Spirit that's going to bring you life, of an everlasting life. And you, know, you don't hear my words because you don't believe. And that's why the slipping of everlasting life. The problem is not only dis, non disbelief, and the problem is unbelief and understanding, but the problem was unwillingness. We see in verse 65, and he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of the disciples went back and walked no more with him. They were just unwilling. They were unwilling to stay. They didn't, they would just, listen, man, we just can't stay with you. We don't understand it, and we don't believe it. And so because we don't understand it, and we don't believe it, we're just going to take off. And uh, many of folks tonight, they let everlasting life just slip away because they don't understand it and because they don't believe it. It doesn't matter that it's true. <laughs> it don't matter tonight that it's right. No longer walk with Jesus anymore. You know that verse is John 6, 6, 6. You see that? John 6, 6, 6. That's a horrible number, isn't it? I mean, man, wow, John 6, 6, 6. 
What does it say, brother? It says they no longer walk with Jesus. They turn back and no longer walk with him. What a heartbreak. What a sword hitting in the soul of a man. I can just imagine Jesus as he's standing there with them and all that he's ever done for them. He fed them. He healed them. He caused them to walk. He caused them to see. He caused them to hear. He healed their sons and daughters. He raised the dead. He loved them unto life. They saved. He saved their soul. And friend, here we find now they're standing before Jesus and just leaves. Unwilling. Unwilling tonight. How many people do we know tonight who's just unwilling? Unwilling. And they're allowing the everlasting life just to slip by. Two things I want you to notice, friend. They were unwilling tonight to go or to stay. Unwilling to stay. The Bible said in verse 66, they went back. They went back. There be no child of God tonight who's ever been born again with Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior who goes back. You'll not find the scripture in this book right here who says that that's possible. I can find you scripture in the scripture in the book, though. Never go back. Never. Once Jesus Christ, now, can you just imagine now? Think about it for just a minute. This is kind of probably simple and it's probably gross, but you've got that steak, that piece of meat. And you take that piece of meat and you eat it and you swallow it. And now it's ingested and now digested. All right? You say, you know what? I don't want what that steak offers me now. Regurgitate it up. And so when you regurgitate it up, it comes up just like it went in. Okay? On a spiritual sense. If you take the meat and you swallow it and ingest it and digest it, and it comes into your body, and it touches, and it contributes in every area of your life in a spiritual sense tonight. Can, is there any way possible that you can say, I just don't want that no more? And all of a sudden, you lose your salvation. All of a sudden, you go back. Is that possible? No. It's not possible. So these people here, they allowed the everlasting life to slip away. And the reason why tonight is because they wouldn't stay, number two, and they wouldn't go. They said he walked. They wouldn't go. They wouldn't stay, and they wouldn't go. You know, many people tonight just won't go with God. Now, they'll go with their friends, and they'll go with their parents, and they'll go with their family, and they go with their the ones in which they maybe look up to, or they may go with somebody else tonight who might who might, they might like or they might have some kind of companionship with. But, friend, there's a many a times when they don't walk with God no more. And what does that mean? That means they let the everlasting life just slip away. And they had it right there. It was in their face. It was in their ears. They had it within the range. And they just, because of understanding and unbelief and because, friend, they come to a place where, they're just unwilling. And they take off. And then we come to the fourth point. We notice tonight the souls of everlasting life. The souls of everlasting life. Verse 67. The Bible says, Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? 
thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is of devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Can I say on the souls of everlasting tonight, uh, Jesus, the first thing he does is he challenges him. Tonight, Jesus is going to challenge you too. Challenges. He says to them, he says, uh, will you go the way of the multitude? Because it was the multitude in verse 66 called the disciples, plural. More than these guys in number, many, many of them. And they took off and they went back and never walked with Jesus again. And Jesus steps up to him, to the twelve. And he looks at the twelve. He says, okay now, are y'all going to follow the multitudes? And many people follow the multitudes, don't they? They go where the crowds are. They go where there's many people. Uh, they go where there's a big uh, audience. Uh, they go where the big churches are, uh, where the more people is. It must be right. It must be correct. It must be true. Not all those people can be duped. Not everybody can be tricked. I mean, that church there of 500, 1,000, 10,000. Surely what they're teaching is true. Surely what they are giving them is right. It's got to be Bible. You know who they look at and they frown upon? Somebody like me. They say, you're running a low crowd. You got small crowds. Your church is a small church. You ain't doing what's right. There's something wrong with you out there. You're only running 50, 60. You're running really low. We're running 800, 910. We know what to do. Jesus looked at them and said, listen, are you going to run with the multitude? Will you go with them? What are you going to do? I challenge you, dear apostles, what will you do now? You're going to go where everybody else goes, or you're going to go where I want you to go? You're going to go where the numbers are, or are you going to go where, where I'm have to make a choice tonight dear friend are you going to go with the multitudes are you going to go with the crowds are you going to go with those who unbelieve and those who come against God and those who come against the church and come against his word tonight what are you going to do you're going to be faced with that same question out in the world in your family tonight your family's going to say are you going to go with us or are you going to go to church your family's going to say, listen, are you going to come to the party? Are you going to come to the anniversary? Are you going to come to the wedding? Are you going to come to this? Are you going to come to that? Are you going to come to God or come to the church? Are you going to, you're going to be faithful to the house of God? Or are you going to be faithful to your family tonight? You're going to be faced with that. The multitudes. Your friends will call you up. Hey, listen, we got something going on. New Year's. New Year's Eve. New Year's night. And uh, you know what, I'd like for you to come. You're a real good friend of us. We can go have a good time. Uh, you know what, buddies, at the end of the year, starting a new year out, we're going we're gonna to knock it out. You say, i got to go to church. What? Church? On New Year's? I mean, the first day of the year? I mean, listen, really? Family, friends, don't understand all that. What will you do? What will you do? Jesus said, what will you do? Will you follow the multitudes? Then he says this, another way of challenge. He says, not only will you go with the multitudes, but will you go with the ways of men? 
the ways of men, how men think you ought to go. How men feel like that you need to live the Christian life. Are you going to listen to granddaddy? Are you going to listen to grandma? Are you going to listen to somebody in your home and your family? Are you going to listen to Google? Are you going to listen to somebody out there on the internet tonight who tells you how to live for God and what a Christian is and what a Christian means tonight? Or are you going to follow Jesus? Are you going to do the ways of man? They're asking him, will you go away also? That's the ways of man, right? The man decided to turn back and not walk with God anymore. That's the ways of man. He's saying to them, are you going to withdraw when it gets hard? Hmm? When it gets hard like these disciples did, it got hard. They, didn't they say that? Let me see. I think it's in the King James Version Bible. It talks about it was hard. Uh, the Bible says there, uh, disciples heard this. They said, this is a hard saying. You see, is that what we're going to do as people of God and followers of Christ? And when things get hard in our lives, when things get difficult, when things get tough, we're just going to go back and never walk again? He says, come on now, you got to make a decision, friend. What are you going to do? I've already talked to you about the meat tonight, if you really got everlasting life, and everlasting life really in you tonight, you'll find that you're not going to turn. You're not going to turn back, and you're you're going to go on with God. But he's asking the question in the way of challenge. He says, "Are you going to retire when it gets harmful? When you feel like you're suffering? When you feel like you're attacked? When you feel like there's pain in your life? When you feel like..." Or that you're being hurt? Are you being uh, you're being the one whose people pointing their fingers at? You feeling like you've been offended, or you've been affected, or you've been attacked? Or there's something within your life where you feel like it's just not going like it is, like roses. It's not going real easy and real smooth. It just seems like everything is hurting and suffering and pain in your Christian walk. Are you going to go back? That's what they did. He says, "Are you going to go back of men?" When it gets hard, when it gets harmful, hey, are you going to go back in the ways of men and depart when it gets hot? When things get hot in your life, when there's troubles, when there's difficulties in marriages, when the finances get troubled, when the health gets bad? Oh, Fred, what are you going to do? Oh, you can walk with Jesus when things are easy. You can walk with Jesus when things are going your way. You can walk with Jesus and all things flow. You can walk with Jesus when it's just at your convenience. You can walk with Jesus when there's nothing harming you and there's nothing at all that's bringing hardship upon you. You can walk with Jesus when it's not hot. But when it gets hot, what will you do? <laughs> challenge. Are you up to the challenge? <laughs> Jesus looked at them and said, in verse 40, 67, will ye also go away? That word go away means withdraw, retire, or depart. Will you do that? He said, thirdly, in the way of this challenge, he said, not only will you go in the way of the multitude, but are you going to go in the way of men? But will you go in the way of mindlessness? Mindlessness. He says, is this your thinking too? Is this your thinking too? Is this, is this how you think as well? Or do you think different than this? Or maybe, is this your believing too? 
the, these disciples have turned back and haven't walked with me no more. Do you believe that too? Is that how you believe? Is that how you think? He's asking the question tonight is, is this your doing as well? Can I trust you? Can I entrust my ministry in you? Can I build my church with you? Can I rely and count? Were you responsible? Are you accountable? Like, are you reliable? Are you the one tonight that I can look at and say, listen, you are my church. I will build upon this rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Are you that one? Are you? So we find tonight he challenges his apostles. Aren't you glad tonight that Jesus challenges us? I like it. To abandon me when you don't understand. That's what they did. To desert me when you are offended. That's what they did. And to forsake me when you are convicted. That's what they did. You know what I don't want to be? I don't want to be. John 666, do you? I don't want nothing to do with John 666. I don't want nothing to do with 666 in Revelation. I don't want nothing to do with 666 in John. And you know what? I don't want nothing to do with today 666. I'm just not interested in those numbers. And I'm not interested in being part of that group tonight. The challenge tonight. Number two. Don't you notice the charge? The challenge of Jesus, but I want you to notice the charge of Peter. He says in verse 68, he says, Simon Peter answered him and said, Lord, well, that's a good way to start, ain't it? You kind of already know what Peter is but with everlasting life with that one word. He said, to whom shall we go? Now, you would think tonight, that the question would be, or the statement would be, to where? Right? To where shall we go? I mean, we find that in verse 66 that they returned, or they went back and walked no more with Jesus. And they must have went to a different place. So it just seems the correct terminology from Jesus would be, oh, are you going as well? And then the response Lord, we have nowhere to go. His answer was. He says, to whom? To whom? To whom? See, when you have everlasting life and Jesus is the meat, that is that everlasting life, and that meat is in you, his blood, his body. It doesn't come out of you. He dwells in you and you dwell in him just comes to a place where whom whom is where I live right yeah. not where I live but whom for to me to live is Christ whom the Bible says in Colossians who is your life who's your life Christ who is your life the Bible says you are hid with Christ in God Colossians chapter 3 verse 3 
whom? See, the Christian life tonight is all about whom? Whom? He said, whom shall we go? Meaning, Jesus, a person, not a what? Not a place. Can I say number one concerning the charge of Peter? He said, our relationship is in the person of Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what he said right here. Our relationship, Lord, our relationship is in the person whom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, do you think there's anyone else like you out there? Do you think there's someone out there tonight who's, a, who's Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Man, there's nobody like you. There's no one tonight that I can relationship. There's no one tonight that I can have any type of of, of relationship with that person that will bring me everlasting life. To whom shall we go? That's those who have everlasting life, see. Total different. To whom shall we go? Well, I accept the challenge, but the charge of Peter, he says this. He says, uh, the lifeless religion that was in the days of Peter is the same lifeless religion we have today. You want to be a Catholic? Bless your heart. Go ahead. It's lifeless. You want to be a Mormon? You want to be a Jehovah's Witness? You want to be a, second, a Seventh day Adventist? You want to be a Buddha? You want to be a Hindu? You want to be a Muslim? You want to be any other religion out there? You name it. Every single religion out there that's without Christ tonight is lifeless. They can go through the prayer. They can go through the giving. They can go through the service. They can go through everything that they want to go through. And they can do it as long as they want to. But there is no life for you and I tonight. Our relationship is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything else out here, dear Lord, is lifeless. I don't want any of that. Number two, not only is it that he would say to whom because of the lifeless religion, but he would say the reason why is because of the godless world. Tell me something in the world tonight where you and I can go if we walked away from Jesus tonight. If we said, I no longer want to go back. I'm going to go back to my old life. I'm going to go back to my old ways. I'm going to go back into my old religion. And I'm going to turn back and never walk with Jesus no more. And the question would be is, what in the world where you go? It's a godless world. The God of this world has blinded the eyes. It's the God tonight, Lord, that you and I have within our hearts that we're saying, Lord, to whom? The whole world's godless. Whom? Where can I go to have this relationship where I have everlasting life? Man, we're not going to leave you. We're not going to go back. We're not going to not walk with you. And so we find Peter's charge is... Lord, it's a lifeless religion. It's a godless world. And then thirdly, he's saying, it's a hopeless family. Hey, so let's say tonight we go back to our family. They're hopeless. What can your family offer you tonight, dear friend? 
What can they offer you? What can any family, any friend, any relationship tonight can offer you to, for you to go back? Peter said, listen, I charge you, Lord. You are our relationship in the person of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And everyone of religions is lifeless and the world is godless and the families tonight are hopeless. Whom shall we go? You feel like that? Is that your heart tonight? That's your heart tonight? When things get hard and things get tough and things get rough and things you don't understand and things that you don't, that you don't believe in and things tonight uh, that might bring up some heartaches and pains and difficulties, uh, where are you going to go? Tonight we find not only is the charge of Peter, our relationship is in the person of Jesus Christ, but our relation, our fellowship tonight is in the power of Jesus Christ, our Lord. He says, thou hast the words of eternal life. See, our fellowship tonight, the reason why that Peter and those that were there could not turn, return and not walk with Jesus is because they knew that the power, the power was the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was our fellowship. The fellowship with Jesus is the power. For you have the words of eternal life. I mean, when you speak, Lord, it's life. Lord, what you say, what you do, Lord. I mean, you are the word of life. You're the giver of life. You're the sustainer of life. You're eternal life. Our fellowship is you giving us your word. Our fellowship is to receive your word. The fellowship tonight is to live by your word. And the fellowship is to obey your word. The word of God tonight is where we have fellowship with Jesus. Right? The words of eternal life. I mean, it's in us. It's on us. It's around us. It's before us. It's leadingness, it's godness, the Word of God. He said, Lord, if I walk away from you now, where is the power at? For you have the words of eternal life. And we find tonight in this charge that Peter said that our relationship is in the person. Our fellowship tonight is in the power of Jesus Christ. And then he says thirdly, and there in verse 69, he says, our worship is with the people. Of Jesus Christ our Lord. For he says in verse 69. And we. We. He doesn't say I. He said we. He turns from what Peter said in verse 68. And to verse 69. He says we. Here's some people right here Lord. It's we. We. The people tonight. Of the Lord is how we worship. The people tonight who worship. Are convinced. The people who worship Jesus tonight are convinced of two things. Number one, they are convinced that, that they believe Jesus is the Christ. Convinced. You can't unconvince us. You can't change our mind. You can't do anything for us to confess not that Jesus is Christ. It doesn't matter tonight what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you do it. It don't matter how long you do it tonight. It is always the same. Jesus is the Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the approved one. 
He is the one tonight. He's called the Holy One. He is tonight the only one. And friend, we will not ever not confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is Christ. Tonight, that's worship. And they say, where should we go, Lord? We, if we leave you now, we can't ever worship again. For you are Christ. And we believe that. We're convinced. But number two, now we're convinced tonight of that. But, but we believe also that Jesus is God. He says there in that verse 69, uh, that thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. We believe that. We believe that you are God manifested in the flesh. We believe that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We believe tonight that Jesus and the Father is one. We believe tonight in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7. It says there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Son of the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Convinced. Belief. We can't worship Jesus tonight unless Jesus is God. Or he'll be an idol. We believe. We're convinced. I'm telling you tonight, we, the people of God, those who have everlasting life, those who have taken the meat and drank the blood, them tonight. Oh, we believe. The people not only who worship are convinced, but the people who worship tonight are committed. Because they say this, we believe and are sure. Believe and are sure. Are you sure? Man, we're convinced. There is no doubt in our heart tonight that Jesus is God and Jesus is Christ. We're sure. We're sure tonight that Jesus is and that there's no doubt. There's no unbelief. There's no uncertainty. There's no fear, and there's no distrust. We, the people of God tonight, who worship Jesus, know and assure, confident and committed that He is the Christ and the God. Yeah. To whom shall we go? To whom? Our relationship is in the person. Our fellowship is in the power. Our worship tonight is with the people. And then here thirdly tonight, the people who worship are chosen. Verse 70 says, And Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve? One of you is the devil. And Jesus knows those tonight that are not his. He, he says that there in verse 64. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. So he didn't take, Judas didn't take him and, and kind of trick him. He knew, he knew. And we find tonight that he called them to believe him. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that one day, some days ago, some years ago, some hours ago, that you were walking your long, your walk and, and sin and being a sinner and living it up in the world and one day, God called your name. You really believe that? God said to you from heaven, Larry, Larry. God called. The Father drew. Jesus was lifted up. 
He called me. I had a choice. To receive the call or to say to the Holy Spirit of God, no thank you. But every one of those 11 tonight who said to him, whom shall I go? For we believe and sure that thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, I'm leaving. I need to stay here because I'm calling you. Woo! He said, Now have I called you to believe on me, but I've chosen you to serve me. That's what I did. I've chosen you to serve me. That's what he's telling them. Number three, he committed them to worship him. See, tonight, we can brag on nothing. There's no blowing our trumpet or smoking our pipe. Nobody here can blow smoke and walk around with your chest puffed out and, and you got you walk around as if you are somebody. Listen, the only way tonight that Jesus Christ is giving us everlasting life is because one day he called and chose and one day he committed us. Amen. Without him we'd still be lost. Whom right. shall we go? We find here lastly and we'll close. I've been closing early these days. This is why the disciples tonight went back. And this is why Judas betrayed them. Because they wasn't called, wasn't chosen, and wasn't committed. Matthew chapter 16, turn there with me tonight. And we'll close with this verse. Matthew 16. Look there in verse 15 with me. Matthew 16, verse 15. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? Different occasion, but the same answer. Verse 17. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for, bless, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Ah, that's what happened. You see, that day they were presented to them meat. And he was told to take that meat and to eat of that flesh and to drink of that blood. They repented of their sin and by faith they received Christ. They swallowed him. They drank it became ingested and then digested. And within their heart and their soul, when the time came when Jesus asked them, will you also go away? The return answer was this, to whom shall we go? Jesus would say, how did you learn that? The Father. The Father. That's who gave it to me. Because when I received you, Lord, the Father gave to me this revelation about who you are. It's you. It's the Father. And tonight, the disciples went away. Judas betrayed them. And friend, it's all because we find that they have never been saved. Born again, washed in the blood of God. The Father committed this truth to them. Disciples were working 
by the flesh and the blood. Judas was working by the flesh and the blood. But the apostles here tonight were working with the Father, committing the truth to them. See, saved tonight is working the Word of God, committing yourself to the truth of God's Word. I wonder tonight, I wonder, this issue, can we expect you to be back? How long tonight can we expect you to go? I've been saved for, since 1988. I've been pastoring here since 1996. I'm not going nowhere. Tonight I could look at the eyes of the Lord and say, Lord, I believe and am sure that thou art Christ, Amen. the Son of the living God. Amen. I know that because God gave me. I wonder if that's you tonight. I pray that it is. Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Days are going to get rougher. Times are going to get more difficult. You're going to be more challenged. The world isn't loving Christ more. The government isn't for, the, for Christ in the church tonight. It's against it. What we believe tonight is offensive to many, many people tonight. Many crowds tonight. Many, many people tonight are in different segments of life. And, and they are offended by our Bible and our God. You better get ready tonight. You better get ready in the days ahead, 2023, to find yourself in a situation where you're just going to have to serve. I'm just going to go with God. I'm going to stick with Jesus. Jesus all the way. I want to encourage you. Make that commitment now. Make that determination now. I'll never turn back and not walk with Jesus. You make that. You sing, brother. You sing. If you need to come to the doctor's office or open, you come do business with the Father. Say, yes. Serving God, yes. But Lord, I pray, if I'm ever challenged, if I'm ever under that fire, hard times may come and it gets hot, Lord, I'll have that faith and that belief and surety of what I believe in whom children. Would you do it now? At the time of the battle, not be too late. Need to prepare. Predetermined. I'm going to live for Jesus. The devil's heard that. If I go to fight you, if I go do whatever he's going to take to get you to quit, get you to stop. Did you go back into the world? Oh, but you and I tonight who have their everlasting life, we have to be as they were. Jesus. Anybody? You know if you die tonight, you're going to hell. Won't you come? Good night to be saved.
Oh, the mighty God, the God is found. 